Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, November 22nd, 2021. Uh, bad day today. Anniversary of the uh, Kennedy assassination. Um, I hope you read my book, Killing Kennedy. Uh, we couldn't answer all the questions, but we answered a lot of them. And it pains me to see so much propaganda and stuff surrounding one of the worst things that's ever happened in this country. Um, I follow it, and I am going to ask President Trump on the tour, which begins coming up on December 11th, what the government's holding back. Because as you may know, there are records that have not been released, and Biden just delayed another release. Now, I don't know either Mr. Trump's going to tell me or not. I hope he does, uh, so I can report it to you. You're not going to see, most of you won't see the show. You should if you can get there. But uh, I will, of course, after the shows, have extensive reporting. But anyway, I think we all need to take a moment. Baby boomers all know where they were when that happened. And Walter Cronkite came on television. Um, I was in the freshman religion class of Brother Carmine Diodati in Chaminade High School in Mineola, Long Island. Um, and I don't, the squawk box went calling and we all looked up and then Cronkite's actual report was uh, sent to all the classrooms. So anyway, um, JFK is a mixed guy. I told the truth about him in Killing Kennedy. And then if you are interested, that is the book to read. So President Biden on another road trip, he goes to uh, Fort Bragg for a quote unquote friend's giving service. You know, uh, Friendsgiving, uh, I, 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 I just hear that stuff and I, I uh, all right, Friendsgiving, fine. Might be Thanksgiving, but okay. So North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper is going to be there and they're going to dish out meals and that's nothing wrong with it. I like uh, the president acknowledging the armed forces in a positive way. Friendsgiving. Now, here's the lead story that very few people will cover, but I think it's a uh, growing danger and you need to know about it. So over the weekend in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, there were a number of um, looting incidents. And they were coordinated. So on Friday in San Francisco itself, the following stores were burglarized Louis Vuitton. Burberry, Bloomdale's, Maxford Jewelry, Yves Saint Laurent, Walgreens. So what happened was between 50 and 100 people went to these stores. They smashed uh, counters. They stole stuff and they ran out. So San Francisco police say they've arrested eight people, six men, two women. And the San Francisco prosecutor, Chesa Bodine, a radical left idiot, uh, he's now saying he's going to be tough. He goes, stand by for felony charges. Yeah, Chessa, that might have been good maybe three years ago before you allowed the entire city to decline into criminal chaos, you moron, you destructive idiot. Oh, just drives me crazy. They've got eight out of what, four or five hundred. So if I'm a shopkeeper in San Francisco, which I would never be in a million years, would I live in that town or work in that town? But if I were. I would hire private security armed. I would put them in the stores. 
And there would be signs if you loot, if you burglarize, if you terrorize our employees, you will be subdued. Now, chances are Chesa Boydouin might prosecute you for keeping the thugs out. But I would do it. So angry. So Walnut Creek, suburb of San Francisco, the next day, Saturday, 80 looters storm into Nordstrom's. Okay? They were armed with crowbars. They had mace. They had other agents to terrorize anybody who would get in their way. All right? Three arrested. And police say two employees of the Nordstrom's were hurt. You think those three are going to get prosecuted? Hayward, California. This is 30 miles southeast of San Francisco, Southland Mall in Hayward. Sunday, yesterday, okay? About uh, 50 looters, hammers, same MO. Hammers come in, smash up stores in the mall, run out, no arrests. Mall doesn't have any security? No arrests, none. They go in, they steal everything, they run out, they get away. How is that possible? Now, they were all wore masks, okay, so the cameras aren't going to be that much good. But this is just, this is violent anarchy now on the West Coast. And finally, San Jose, large town. Okay, yesterday again, Santana Row. Um, they broke into an athletic store, no arrests, same MO. So what do you think is going to happen, you? I, I am so, I, I really, what do you think is going to happen when you don't prosecute anybody? All right, Kyle Rittenhouse react. So it came in on Friday, we were off. And I'm going to really funnel this down to what's important. So from the very beginning, if you read my column, my column, Joe and Kyle is my column, and it's on BillOReilly.com. From the very beginning, and this is what you always have to understand, it was a plan for the progressive left to exploit this case. Step number one was to demonize the shooter Rittenhouse, 17 at the time, as a white supremacist. If you are a white supremacist, you're not entitled to any rights at all. You're guilty, no due process, just hang you. So the media bought in immediately at NBC News and CNN, immediately. Okay, so here was a reaction on Friday from MSNBC. I'm disgusted at what I'm seeing. It's not just this trial, it's other trials, but this in particular, the fact that white supremacists roam the halls of Congress freely and celebrate this little murderous white supremacist and the fact that he gets to walk the streets freely, it lets you know these people have access to instituting uh, laws. This system is permissive of white violence. It tries to find a way to empathize, sympathize, and excuse white violence. And Kyle Rittenhouse is just the latest beneficiary of that bias in the justice system. I think there's a real reason why you didn't see a lot of protests yesterday, Tiffany. It's because if you went into the street after that verdict, you could be shot dead in the street and there would be no consequence. That's just insane. NBC pays these people. It pays certain people 
millions of dollars to hate their country and anybody who disagrees with the progressive movement. NBC, Comcast, writes a check every week to haters. So does Disney. All right, CNN, which is falling apart at a rate no one's ever seen in the media. Okay, they went from 2 million viewers 2016 to about 700,000 now, and they're on their way down to below a half million viewers on average. That's the average of every day. That is a catastrophe, and they will not come back from that. Okay, but they're still in business. Roll the tape. So, I mean, let's not let's be very clear, Chris. The reason this is not surprising is because Kyle Rittenhouse is a young white boy who has never in his life been perceived as a threat, even after he shot three people with an AR-15 rifle. Just you think if he was black, they would have convicted him? Let me tell you, just based off of his color, he's given the presumption of innocence that isn't always extended to the people of color. There's two different justice systems in this country. There's one for African-Americans and there's one for the rest, including the police departments. So, you know, I think what we just witnessed was an illusion of how the real judicial system is supposed to play out. No, it was an illusion. You saw the videotape. You saw it. Everybody saw it. So these people go on and they lie, say anything they want. I got to tell you, when I worked at Fox News for more than 20 years, that would never happen on my program. And you know it ever in a million years. But it didn't happen on any of the other programs. It just didn't happen. Okay, all of that doesn't mean much because nobody watches it and everybody knows those are dishonest, intellectually dishonest people. But Biden means something to the world. It may not mean anything to you, but he means something to the world. So right after the Rittenhouse verdict, the not guilty verdict came in, here's what Biden said. I just heard a moment ago. Do you have any reaction? I, I didn't watch the trial, so I, you know. Stand by. Well, look, I stand by what the jury has concluded. The jury system works and we have to abide by it. Now, that was actually seen. Okay, when I heard that, I went, that was cogent. But uh, a little uh, while later, official White House statement showed up, put it on the screen, quote, while the verdict in Kenosha will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included. We must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. I ran on a promise to bring Americans together because I believe that what unites us is far greater than what divides us, unquote. So this guy, the president of the United States, he goes, I didn't watch a trial, but I'm angry at the verdict. So what did I do? I'm a historian slash journalist. I went back to every president and saw, tried to see if any other president had undermined the jury system like Biden did saying he's angry with the verdict. The answer is no, not one. I couldn't find anything. And there have been thousands of high profile trials in this country. He is so irresponsible, Joe Biden, he is so out of control in what he's doing from day to day in this country that it is stunning. But then you step back 
and you say, doesn't he or his handlers, who the handler put out the statement that I just had on the screen. Biden's original words were Biden's. They didn't tell him to say that. He just said it. But then they said, ooh, ooh, we better, we better put out a stronger statement for our base. And that gobbledygook went up. And they probably didn't remember that Biden said, well, I didn't see the trial. So if you didn't see the trial, can you be angry about the birth? Ugh. Joining us now from Abilene, Texas. That is God's country, that's for sure. Ash Wright, Republican strategist. Pleased to have him on the program. So look, you got a situation where every poll in the country says that the Democratic Party and the President of the United States is losing credibility in a shocking way. Not slowly, it's all falling apart. Yet, on the highest profile trial in a while, the man comes out and says, he's shocked by the verdict. He's disappointed by the verdict. I, I mean, I'm saying to myself, are they, do they want to self-destruct? Are they doing this on purpose? I mean, it, it seems like they are doing it on purpose. And I, I think at, at bare minimal, it's that they know that at the end of the day, Republicans don't have a unifying message. We're really not unified as a party. Part of what we do and what uh, the Republicans' problem is, is that we, we spend a lot of times in the weeds, meaning we like to argue more with each other than we like to actually argue with Democrats. So when you look at, for example, the infrastructure bill, a lot of the news yesterday were governors going on CNN and MSNBC and talking about, you know, protecting the 13 congressmen that voted against the bill. They shouldn't lose their committees when we should be talking about the fact that our president undermined the jury system or that his um, his um, uh, disapproval rating is increasing at the exact same rate that grass prices are in are increasing, which is something that's real to Americans. But as a party, we just are so bogged down in the weeds and we can't seem to get out um, from under um, actually the, the like issues that matter. And we need to kind of bring it back to this kind of this overarching message where we're talking about the economy and inf inflation. We all need right, to talk I, about I, CRT. I agree with day. all that, but there's no leadership for the Republican Party in the country. None at all. None yeah. at all. There's one guy, Donald Trump, and there's nobody even close. There are some right. governors like DeSantis, but nobody else. And there's no party machine that unlike the Democrats, coalesces and says, here's our message today. Doesn't happen. So, yes, you're right. right. Republican communications. But this isn't about them. It's about the Democrats. So they got to see they're losing all the independents. They're losing moderate Democrats. Yet they still come out, issue a paper statement where the president says he's angered by the verdict and he didn't even read it. He didn't even watch the trial. So I'm saying, so do you not understand that people are going to go, that's insane? Do you think they know what they're doing on the Democratic side? No, I don't think they know what they're doing at all. I think they ultimately believe that they can run as far left as they want. And at the end of the day, after this primary season is over and when they get into the general election, 
they will just bring it back to the middle and Americans will just buy it hook, line and sinker. At the end of the day, they know that fixing gas prices, fixing the economy, you know, correcting tweets and, and they'll just run Uncle Joe back out there and everybody will love him again. And they believe that that will be the case. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think Americans are smarter than that. But that's what they believe internally. Okay, and that's why and that, they that frankly just don't care me. about these polls. And by the way, Ash, you uh, and if I didn't like you, you'd have to pay two hundred dollars to charity because we find people for saying at the end of the day, 50 bucks. I know you didn't know that, so you're gonna get a pass. <laughs> okay. We are a cliche free zone. I think you're right though, in your analysis that they believe this will blow over. Something magical will happen, that the folks will put aside all the pain that they individually are suffering by Biden's incompetence. And somehow, there, every Democrat in the country is hoping Trump runs, every one of them, because then they'll Absolutely. make that, it'll, the issues will fly out the window and it'll be about him again. But anyway, right. let's okay. just, last question for you. We're living in a country now that's on the decline. Would you agree with that? Yes, sir. Okay. So people say, well, okay, a year from now, the folks will be able to remedy this through the midterms. And I believe they will. I think the Democratic Party will suffer historical losses. But Biden's still in there. He still has that power of the executive branch. How bad do you think Biden's going to get? Oh, I think I think we have no idea how bad he's going to get. As soon as the midterms are over, he will turn to executive orders. It will be I mean, it will be catastrophic. And I think and, and I want to say this too. a lot of it. I don't believe is really Joe Biden. I think it's his handlers. I, th I think Joe almost doesn't know what's going on. And he's allowing allowing these liberals on the back end to make these decisions. And, and they are going to stop at nothing. They're not beholden to the political power. They're not beholden to the electric. They're not worried about these numbers. They're worried about driving their agenda and keeping them and themselves and their jobs and in their power. It's going to get a lot worse. Yeah, I think it's going to get worse, too. Hey, Ash, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for helping us out today. We appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, uh, quickly, the protests against uh, Rittenhouse verdict did not materialize much. New York City, um, less than a thousand uh, gathered in Brooklyn and scream anti-American slogans. Portland, Oregon is the most radical town, home of Antifa. Then about 200 people turn out and they try to do violent stuff. But the Portland Police Bureau out there is getting more aggressive because people are moving out of that city and businesses are moving out. And they have a catastrophe out there. Um, a local KATU TV crew was attacked by the Antifa. I used to work there in Portland. It was interesting. I got to spend a lot of time on this, but I blew into town, into Oregon from the East Coast. I'd never been to Oregon before, but I saw a station that was number three when I got there and I knew I could move it to number one. And I did uh, in a fast time um, because I'm obnoxious. I, I'm right in your face. I did straight news. I didn't even do a commentary, but I wrote it all and I delivered it in a way that people knew we weren't fooling around. We did a lot of good investigations and we helped the town while I was there. But KATU, the camera people were excellent. And to see two of them attacked by these Antifa, I'll tell you what. Oh. LA, San Diego, Oakland, there were some demonstrators there. 
In L.A., the Revolution Club sponsored it. The Revolution Club, great. But not that many people showed up. Uh, Oakland, about 100. Uh, San Diego, I don't even know. But here's something interesting. Um, In Chicago, there was a small demonstration on the Miracle Mile. But while it was going on, the looters whipped into Neiman Marcus and did what I just reported, stole a lot of stuff while the cops were busy with the white supremacy demonstration, whatever idiot thing they had. All right, COVID. So uh, violence across Europe. Uh, They don't want the lockdowns over there, these people. They don't want mandatory vax, which they're going to have in Europe. Uh, In Rotterdam, Holland, um, cops actually fired into the crowd. Now, I have not seen that since I covered the Falklands War from Buenos Aires, Argentina. They usually fire rubber bullets. They fired live rounds. Two people were hit. That's how bad it was in Rotterdam. All right, over in Vienna, where there's going to be a total lockdown and and a vax um, mandate, about 35,000 people showed up. 35,000. And it's getting nasty. This is all COVID. Italy had petered out at the Circus Maximus. Didn't, nothing much happened there. Belgium, another 35,000. The protest for freedom march. Um, and that uh, protest was violent. That was uh, throwing rocks at cops, smashing cars, setting fires. That's what we saw here after George Floyd. That's what happened in Belgium. Okay, Uh, COVID-19. So I report on this accurately. You can take it or leave it. And I don't mean that in a flippant, arrogant way. But what I tell you is essentially true. I don't remember making any mistakes on my COVID reportage. So there's a guy named Dr. Michael Warabee, W-O-R-O-B-E-Y. He is a biologist at the University of Arizona and a specialist in infectious disease. He put out a paper two days ago in the academic journal Science. I'm going to quote from the paper. Let me see if I can find a quote. I hope I can. Um, okay. Dr. Warby says that most of the known COVID-19 cases in December 2019, when this all started, had a direct or indirect link to the Huanan marketplace. Quote, these infected people worked at the market, visited it, had contact with someone who was there or lived nearby. He found by piecing together genetic data, reports, and early accounts of COVID patients. Okay, Wall Street Journal published parts of this last Friday. Now, I believe this is true. In fact, I believe it a year and a half ago on April 20th, 2020. Roll it. My analysis is based on fact. 2007, University of Hong Kong warned that Chinese citizens ingesting the horseshoe bat in whatever form, I didn't say soup, right? were carriers of a vicious virus. That's 2007. That's 13 years ago. All right? So 
using that analysis and that warning and knowing that the so-called wet markets are very active in Wuhan, they sell the horseshoe bat so you can eat it right there, we, my investigators and myself, believe that it was carried by someone consuming that food, that bat. And then what happened was when people started to get ill, the Wuhan lab took them in and isolated the virus and then tried to weaponize it, all under the aegis of Dr. Anthony Fauci, who, mark my words, they're going to expose this. But the origin of it is not man-made. It went from bat to human to Wuhan lab to the world. You know, I'm proud of my reporting. Way ahead on this. And I hope you check out uh, Dr. Warby's thesis, LeBron James. I don't know what's going on. I think the guy's got some serious problems. So he's ejected yesterday in the Detroit Pistons game. And uh, he got in a fight, pretty nasty fight. And um, he punched a guy in the eye. So here's the lead up to what happened. And you can see James. And it all unfolds. We have it in slow-mo here. So you can see that the guy gets up and he gets punched by James. You saw that right on the right side of the screen. Why would you do that? If you're the biggest superstar in the world, why would you punch some guy in the face? So I think James is coming apart. It's his own fault. He gets into things that he knows nothing about. He alienates a tremendous amount of Americans. But that was disturbing. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Fox News. So two contributors, been there a long time. They resigned, Stephen Hayes and Jonah Goldberg. They resigned because of a documentary produced by the Tucker Carlson unit called Patriot Purge. Okay? So the statement from uh, Hayes and Goldberg is, quote, In reality, it is a collection of incoherent conspiracy-mongering, riddled with factual inaccuracies, half-truths, deceptive imagery, damning omissions. And its message is clear. 
The U.S. government is targeting patriotic Americans in the same manner and with the same tools that it used to target al-Qaeda, unquote. That, again, is from Stephen Hayes and Jonah Goldberg. Now, I did not see Patriot Perch, okay? I don't really watch point-of-view documentaries. I don't have time for that. Um, But I will tell you, this is an intense situation internally over there. And I I don't know. I I mean, I know people and they tell me stuff, but I'm not passing anything along that I don't know is rock solid. But I do know Hayes and Goldberg are out. This day in history, um, I love this story. 1621, think back. So we're at 2021. We're talking 400 years ago. 1621. So a bunch of pilgrims were here. And they were having a hard time. It's freezing cold up there in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And they don't know where they are or what to do. So an Indian chief named Squanto comes along, all right? And Squanto is a good guy, despite the fact that a British explorer, Thomas Hunt, captured him and sold him into slavery, and he wound up in Spain. But somehow, Squanto got back here, which is incredible in itself. But Squanto and his tribe members, they adopt the pilgrims. And they have a three-day feast beginning today. And here's the menu. No turkey. Deer, duck, geese, oysters, lobster, eel, and fish. Pumpkins were consumed, but not as pie. So for three days, they all had a lot of back and forth, good spirits, nice meals. And the pilgrims survived. And Squanto survived. What a nice story that goes against the, you know, there were bad things done to the Native Americans. You read Killing Crazy Horse, you know that. But this is, I love this story. Okay, so we got a good mail segment. Then we have my gallbladder staging an insurrection against me, your humble correspondent. I'm going to tell you about that after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's get in the mail. Uh, we have Mary Jane. Kyle Rittenhouse walked into a war zone because the city and state officials didn't do a damn thing to protect their citizens and businesses. Why was it the National Guard called in last August in Kenosha? Um, Trump wanted to send it. Evers, the governor, 
said, no, it's Everest's fault. Everything that happened there was Everest's fault. But you don't allow a 17-year-old boy to go to a riot with a handgun. I'm not a handgun, a rifle. I always say I got an 18-year-old. I mean, that's not happening here. Alfredo Colon, Coral Springs, Florida, Governor Evers, has made the National Guard ready now in case of any uprising. Had he deployed them immediately after the Jacob Blake incident, we would have never heard of Kyle Rittenhouse. Absolutely true. Excellent analysis, Alfredo. Tanya Berlaga, Parkland, Florida. Bill, you said you cannot peach Kamala Harris because she's elected. Hypothetical question, if the president wants to replace his VP, what's the process to do this? Can't do it. Can't do it. She's elected on a separate band. Can't throw her out, fire her. Can't do it. Randy Hendershot, Roseville, California. Bill, love the notes news. One thing to add on Kamala's comments regarding the border is that you can't flip a switch, but yes, you can. Put in policies, the border will quickly turn around. It was already there. Whatever she says now, Kamala Harris, matters not. She's never going to tell you the truth, ever. Uh, Ted Carlson, Willowbrook, Illinois. Bill Nixon replaced Spiro Agnew with Gerald Ford. Why can't that happen now? You may remember that Spiro Agnew was indicted on federal corruption charges. And he pled no contest. I mean, you're indicted, then you go. Uh, Elizabeth, concierge member. Again, we urge you to check out concierge membership as a gift or for yourself. You'll love the program. You'll actually make money. And I'll help you out directly. So Elizabeth says, in less than a year, so much damage has been done in America. I shudder to think what it'll look like by Election Day next year. Will it be too late to turn things around? No. Won't be too late. Paulette Tatum, Choctaw, Oklahoma. Bill, when has Biden said that he believes in abortion without any restrictions? Trying to prove to my sister, who is a Catholic, that is the case. Well, you have to see who would tell your sister that every state that has tried to impose any limitations on abortion, whether it be time, whether it be partial birth, whether it be anything, the Biden Justice Department has opposed. It wants no restrictions whatsoever. That is on the record. David McLean, Castro, Wyoming. Well, do you think the legalization of marijuana is a contributing factor into drug overdoses in the USA? Indirectly. Marijuana enters people into the drug culture. Okay? Some people don't take it any further. Many do. So indirectly, the more marijuana available, the more people you'll have going into the hard drugs. Lisa Rosati, Montreal, Canada. Why has there never been an international conference on COVID where scientists, researchers, and frontline health professionals could share findings? Because it's a business. All the research on COVID is designed to make money, and they're certainly not going to share their findings, the companies, with anybody else. And that's why. Tony Esposito, Ocean City, New Jersey. I'm thrilled and relieved that you made your statement to stand up for this country. So many of us are lost trying to find out what we can do. You know, and then he goes on to say, see you in December, I assume, at one of the shows um, with Trump. Look, stand up for your country is an excellent 
excellent program. And it's not political. And we have in our BillOReilly.com store, Stand Up For Your Country, aprons and, and signs and mugs and stickers. And we better stand up for our country, all of us, because we're not going to have it much longer if we don't. And that's the truth. So Melissa Cote, Hawaii, my husband and I are flying to Dallas to see you and President Trump. We're so excited. Mahalo. <laughs> People come from all over the world to see the four shows. Put them on up all over the world. December 11th, that's Sunrise Fort Lauderdale, 12th, Orlando. December 18th, Houston, 19th, Dallas. About 30,000 seats sold. We still have nice tickets. So best Christmas ever. Again, I was talking to Santa and he said, hey, I can't top it. So we hope you'll you'll remember it the rest of your life. That's all I can tell you. And we hope you go to the BillOReilly.com Christmas store and save a lot of money and get a lot of nifty gifts. Um, the best thing is if you get premium and concierge memberships, gift memberships, you really help us a lot. Because then we up our um, roster. But by doing that, you get the gift bundle free. All this stuff goes to you. Killing the mob free. Regret your 2020 vote yet free. The fantastic God bless America ornaments free. You get all of it. Just for getting a concierge or premium membership gift certificate. So help us out so we can help you out. Word of the day. Do not be bellicose. B-E-L-L-I-C-O-S-E. When writing at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town. And if you want to go on our Twitter, where Holly will dominate this Thanksgiving, at Bill O'Reilly. Back with a final thought about my ordeal. All right, final thought of the day. I, I don't, I'm not a guy that talks a lot about, you know, medical, or, and I've been very, very healthy my whole life, thank God, blessed. Four sports I played for a lot of years. I never had a debilitating injury. Even in college football and ice hockey and all of that, I, I never really got hurt. I got dinged, but not hurt. So five years ago, I had to have a medical procedure. It came out okay. I didn't say much to anybody about it. But two weeks ago, I, I got some crazy feelings inside, you know? And it turned out to be my gallbladder had stones in it. Second time this happened. And it was bad. So the guy, the surgeon, good guy, went to the same high school I went to. So get a little loyalty there. Because I got to take this out. I said, all right, fine. Uh, do I name it before it comes out? Is it Lenny? I, I don't. So I get it out. And I stay in the hospital a short time. And I go home. And that was over a weekend, so nobody knew. And then I do the show all last week because that's what I do. I can't remember the last time I called in sick for anything. All right? So, but it was bad. And it hurt a lot. And I don't tear narcotics. They're going Percocet. I don't know what it is. I don't do that. I'd rather die. And I, I Tylenol and Motrin, yeah. But it was bad. But I got through it because I wouldn't give in to it. I wouldn't give in to it. I just sat there and said, all right, this is my lot in life. This is what happens. Everybody gets stuff like this. 
So hopefully I'll recover. If I die, I said a lot of prayers. I hope I'm square. I hope so. But whatever happens, happens. And then I slowly started to feel better, and here I am today. But I'm going to take tomorrow off. I usually would work it, but I need to smooth it out. We got a lot of stuff coming up. And by the way, I've got the first eight areas written down for the Trump history tour um, because I'm really spending a lot of time. And I want to do some of that over the Thanksgiving holiday rather than watch the Lions play the Bears. Or, I don't know why these games. But I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about this uh, in a very, very, because I know this is going to be history forever. And I'm taking it very seriously. So anyway, um, I got through it. And then my staff has been very good. Um, we've had good shows. Uh, some people didn't even know I was under the weather, which is what I wanted. I didn't want it. I don't like a lot of, oh, Bill, I don't really get that anyway. I get mostly, well, if you're going to die, give us a heads up. <laughs> That's what I usually get. Anyway, um, tomorrow we're going to have the Biden special open everybody. And that was for premium members for a couple of months. That's really a worthwhile thing to watch. Same format as this show of the No Spin News. But it's all Biden. You'll learn an enormous amount about the man. And then we'll have a best of on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we're opening BillOReilly.com to everybody. Um, and coming up just for premium and concierge members is going to be a town hall live about 9 Eastern, where you're going to be able to directly ask me questions on the spot. That's coming. Don't know exactly when, but it's on. But here's the most important thing to re-up your premium membership or your concierge membership or give gifts. We will show you some of what happens in the Trump history tour. Not, I can't, you know, it's going to be two hours and 20 minutes. That's how long the show lasts with a short intermission. Um, and I will take some clips that I feel you need to hear. But you can't see the whole thing. And I'll use maybe 10% of it. So the people who are going will see everything. But just that 10% that I use will be worth the price of admission. So that's where we are. And I want you guys, if I were you, and there's no breaking story, you checked in with BillOReilly.com every day, see you know, where we, something happens. But don't watch this political stuff. You know, starting tomorrow, no. Just... Watch nice stuff, funny stuff. All right, watch the producers, Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein. Have a few laughs. Okay, there are a million movies that are really funny. They don't make them anymore. I'm not going to see Ghostbusters redo, but the original Ghostbusters, yes. Have a great Thanksgiving. I wish you all the best. We'll see you a week from today.